So what time is it guys? So let me guess you've guessed it right. It's playoff time. And with that, so what's up guys, you man, NBA fan crazy, we're back on the pod with another video and the, and the playoffs start exactly 128 minutes from now with the Nuggets and Jazz tipping off our, our, our um, eight, uh, four games late for today at 1.30 Eastern, Nets and Toronto, um, the second game at 4 Eastern, Philly and Boston at 6.30 Eastern and Dallas and the Clippers, Mavs and the Clippers at 9 Eastern capping off this, the four games late of the playoffs starting today. So looking at the injury, uh, let's just start with the Jazz and Nuggets at 1.30 Eastern. Uh, it's 28 minutes or 2 hours, 8 minutes from now. So um, going at it, let's look at our uh, injury report. The odds are at Denver minus 4.5. It's over and under uh, a 215.5. So let me just go do one thing, okay? So uh, the injury decisions are Gary Harris for the Nuggets, uh, Vladko Kancha for the Nuggets, and Will Barton, and with no game time decisions. For the Jazz, it is... Um, for the Jazz, it is Boyan Bogdanovich out of the season surgery. Um, Mike Conley out for the birth of his son. And and Ed Davis out with Emmanuel Mudiay, a game-time decision. So when I look at the series, I don't know how to think of this one. Um, because it's a very intriguing series. So... Um, so it's pretty intriguing for me to like still think about it. So for me, when I think about it, it's just so intriguing that um, the Nuggets versus Jazz, you have Jokic versus Gobert and um, Murray versus Mitchell, two scorers and two two big centers going off. So it'll be pretty interesting. So um, so this might be a short series or it might be a long one. I do think that the Jazz loss of Bogdanovich hurts them a, a lot because Mitchell needs a uh, Mitchell needs a uh, another scorer in the half court to ease the pressure out, increase defensive attention, and Denver having one of the better defenses in the league overall for the season. Uh, maybe uh, maybe it might have taken a hit in the bubble, but it's just. Too, uh, it's just too tempting for me not to pick Denver for game one today. So Denver Nuggets enter the playoffs on a three-game losing streak. The Denver Nuggets averaging um, 111.3 points on 47.3% shooting and allowing uh, 109.21, 109.2 points on 46.3% shooting. Jokic is averaging 20 points and 10 rebounds. Murray is averaging 18 and a half points with 5 assists. Will Barton, a third leading scorer, is out. And, uh, man, it's, give me, it's, uh, it's a very interesting series. Um, so, when I think about Utah and Denver, I think about good scrappy teams whose identities are built on defense. Uh, sometimes because the Denver Nuggets mostly identity is built on offense. Um, so so I really think this will be an interesting game. I think the Nuggets will win it under 10 points. I'm, I might be um, disobeying the odds, but I might be going... Uh, 
I might be going with an over 220 on this one. I do think it will be a pretty high scoring affair. Um, so this will be a very tempting series because um, you, you see two scorers like Mitchell and Murray go off. So it will be very interesting to see how the two young scorers um, perform for the respective teams. And Gobert and Jokic are a true very good center matchup. So um, it's pretty interesting. So it's a very good game which you'll have to watch. And the, the game's very tempting like Utah, Denver. And and the, the game is uh, under under I think it's under uh, under 215.5 as per betting odds. I'm going to go I think it'll be over 220 because both these teams are high scoring teams. Jokic and um, and generally before the season, I've seen Gobert getting the better end of the matchup. But Jokic figuring out how to drag Gobert away from the perimeter. Because like Gobert has improved on the perimeter this year. But he's not to the point where you can still consider him a, a good perimeter defender. He gets like... You put him on a pick and roll with smaller players and more mobile players. He still gets uh, tortured there. Like tortured. Like it's a very big thing. Okay, like, Jokic and Murray pick and roll might, they're trying to involve Gobert in the action, trying to stop your Murray rolling to the basket, and Gobert's good at rim protection, I don't think he's very good at pick and roll defense, that's his kind of Achilles heel. So, Donovan Mitchell have to do the heavy lifting, which I don't think he will be able to do, so I think the Nuggets will win this, like, um, between a margin of, like, a 10 to... I like I would lean to a like 10 to 12 points I think the nuggets would win. So the nuggets uh, I will tell my series pick. I think the nuggets will win the series like a 4-1. Cuz it's it's I think in my mind I would be the I'll be I'll tell you giving the jazz one game feels pretty realistic in my mind. I'm I'm just telling you because the Jazz don't have a lot of firepower and when they bring their offensive firepower in and in defense, they literally get torched. And the defense already middling. So, with the player like Gobert, who many lists are considering the best player. And if you're so-called, I don't really think Gobert is the best player on the Jazz. Might be the most impactful player, but I don't think he's the best player. So if you're saying to me that Gobert is your best player, you are in pretty much trouble. Because a player like Gobert, if he's your best player, and if your best player is played off the floor, I don't see a lot of chance for Utah. So I do think Denver wins this series 4-1. So I'm I'm just being pretty generous here. I do think, and Michael Porter Jr., boy, he can expose the Jazz uh, wing defense. And you see Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal. Well, Michael Porter Jr. is 6'10". 6'10". And Royce O'Neal stands at 6-4. And Michael Porter Jr. can shoot over a lot of defenders. He's been playing very well in the bubble. So, let me just go ahead and see this. Michael Porter Jr. has been really playing well for the Nuggets. Who have been in need of some firepower uh, in, on the offensive end with Murray out. Uh, so, he has been, he would, be a, he would provide the Nuggets another wing scorer at the small forward spot. Um, so he's been a really good player in my mind, Michael Porter Jr. He is the he makes the Nuggets a wild card in my mind now. Now with Westbrook out, now we'll get to the Rockets later. So I do think the Nuggets win this game. The Jazz probably win a game, 
and I see the Nuggets winning it 4-1. So that's just my pick. And the, the Nuggets have defeated them three times out of three in the regular season. I know the regular season is different, but it just gives us still a pattern of how teams tend to fare and how they have to improve. I know regular season means lit- nothing. Literally nothing. Toronto, Brooklyn. 4 Eastern. And Toronto's favored to win. And in the previous game, Denver's favored to win. And uh, out for the out game time decision for the I don't know who's out for the Raptors. Patrick McCaw is out, and you know you need the, him to win a championship. He is a literal goat, huh? No, 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 no. I just saying. And uh, Patrick McCaw being in that almost in some people's mind guarantees an instant championship to your team. Um, he's been. Patrick McCaw, some people, fans have like uh, bashed him, bashed Nick Nurse sometimes for playing him for his defense and he literally provides a zero on offense. He's an, uh, somewhat like an offensive liability. So out for the Raptors, Patrick McCaw. Out for the um, Nets, uh, there's a lot of dudes. DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Nicholas Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie. Torian Prince and Wilson Chandler. Game time decision for the Raptors. OG Anunobi, O'Shea Brissett and Serge Ibaka. And game time decision for the Nets is Jamal Crawford. Um, the odds for this game are... Um, let's look at this. Uh, the Raptors are covered on a minus 9.5. A minus 445 line for the Nets. So the spread is at a minus 9.5 for Toronto. Over under is at a 222. So uh, I do I do like the Raps to win this game by around like 15 to 20 points. They they're gonna run the Nets off the floor. They have a very small front court, and against the Raps, you don't want to have a small front court. Maybe to end the game, but to start the games, Rodion Pascal Siakam is gonna have that matchup against Rodion Kuroks. Rodion Kuroks are very. Uh, I would think of him as like a small ball defender because he's not built. He's six nine. I know. I know he's 6'9". Uh, okay, so so looking at this, guys. So um, let's go to sports. Uh, Nets and Raptors odds. I do think Toronto's gonna win this game by like 22, and they know they're locked in with a mission to prove something. And uh, they really, I like Toronto, man. I just do. I just do. I like the way they play. I just like the way they fit. And I know there's a chance that they might so-called choke. Um, the money line. Bro, um, pretty interesting. Um, over under. Um, USA Today Sportsbook Wireless advisors take the under of 222.5 on a high projection. The Raptors defense probably playing a role in that. Okay, so I do think Toronto's winning the series. I think it's gonna be a sweep because Toronto's just too formidable. Maybe the Nets take some game, but Karis Levert's gonna get shut down. I feel sorry for Karis Levert because he's probably only the most reliable source of offense. Don't get me to Jamal Crawford, please. Jamal Crawford's 39. He's 39. What do you expect him to provide, man? Where was Jamal Crawford injured? 
So you're telling him to come back, provide another Karis Lords on this source. He's they're gonna gonna put OG Anunobi on him and I like Anunobi a lot. He's one of the best defenders in this league. I do think he should get selected to an all NBA defensive team. Every he's just Everyone underrates him. I feel like OG Anunobi is one of the most... Uh, in spite of his defensive talent, no one actually recognizes him because the Raptors, they have lofty the expectations of the Raptors and they act like they expected them to be the all. The media is just trash about the Raptors. Don't predict any Raptors game at all. Except for honest dudes like I've seen Tim Legler. Um, some people like... Uh, uh, some YouTubers like Crispy Flakes I've seen. Some people who actually give props to Toronto. Like, I don't want anyone else predicting a damn Raptors game. I wouldn't feel good about it. These dudes probably would wish for Brooklyn to sweep Toronto, man. So, I do think Toronto's favorite to win this game. Take the um, sportsbook advice. Take the under. And, um... And uh, I do think Toronto's winning this on a sweep. I don't think it'll be close. They're gonna win this uh, each game on a margin of 15 to 20 points. Maybe with one game being close, but... Raptors will pull away, make it a 20-point game. Um, Nets, uh, no, Celtics and 76ers at 6.30 Eastern. Boston's favored to win. So let's go to our friends here at Sportsbook Wire. Sportsbook Wire. I want to see what the gaming tips advice is for the game. Celtics and 76ers. So I do think this is a pretty good series um, with uh, jo- Joel and Beats not there. So um, pretty much, and there's gonna be a little bit of a uh, uh, Bond Al Horford coming back, like literally like playing for Boss. Um, um, Celtics are at over under of over. Uh, uh, and uh, the sportsbook wires advice is to put the over on 218.5 and the Celtics are uh, Celtics are projected to cover the spread on a minus 5.5 and uh, so I just like the Celtics like their defense is pretty good and the wing players I like uh, sometimes you can say I guess get tantalized by tantalized by wing player wing players a lot like a Tatum because I just love the dude the way Tatum plays man so smooth and uh, I just like Boston chance of pulling this one out I think it'll be between t- I think this game will be pretty close I think Boston will win by like a margin of five to ten points. Because uh, Glenn Ro- game time decision Romeo Langford and Glenn Robinson. So out is Ryan Brokoff, Zaire Smith, Ben Simmons is out. Um, ben Simmons and Zaire Smith, and as I already said, uh, out. There's no one out, but probably game time decisions. Romeo Langford, the 13th pick, no, the 14th pick out of Indiana. So um, I just like see in this case, Hawford needs to step up. But his, um, we'll have to guard Jason Tatum because he is the power forward of the team. Joel Embiid might have to switch on to the... See, here guys, here's where I see the M- impact of Embiid on the defensive end getting neutralized a little bit. Because Embiid is primarily used on defense as a rim protector. Value on as a defender comes from more um, fully, almost fully as a rim protector. And with Boston's ability to stretch defenses out because their style of play is perimeter oriented, 
I do see them giving fits to Embiid and Horford a little bit defensively. And you might think me crazy saying this because after all the 76ers are, are like, they're big men. They're expected to dominate. They're just so big. They're going to crush and plummel and just throw the Celtics like a paper into that into a trash can. Now, on the, offen- on, on the offensive end, they might go back to the basket, but that's, that's not a lot of spacing. And Alec Burks will have to, like, there's no one on the Sixers who can, who can actually replace what Simmons brings. And after all, Simmons one of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA. My belief, there's no one more suited to, like, play all aspects of the pick-and-roll with his height and his speed and his size. So... He's suited to defend all aspects of the pick and roll. And Matisse Thybulle and Josh Richardson will be expected to fill most of the defensive void in the in the middle. So I do really like the way the Boston Celtics are constructed because uh, because it's just so good the way I like him playing. Because though the 76ers have size, the Boston Celtics actually have. Uh, a size of uh, a style of play that will kind of give the Sandy Sixers fits on defense. Matisse Thybulle, Josh Richardson will be expected to guard um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And uh, I like Thybulle as rookie, but I do think he's a bit. He at six five will have to take on Jalen Brown assi- the Jalen Brown assignment. Gordon Hayward will. They're gonna probably let. If I were the guy, I would probably wanna see Jalen Brown trying to figure out. I I like Hayward a lot, and uh, I just think Hayward's a more reliable creator than a guy like Jalen Brown. So, and Jalen Brown still, I would say he's a pretty raw offensively. So, if anything, I would want the, the defense to um, like maybe I'm being little. Maybe I'm being a little crazier. Maybe I'm like. I'm an awful guy at saying this, but they will, they will, they should force Jalen Brown like on defense to do the most of the offensive creation for the Celtics. So as far as what I do think this series goes, I think that the 76ers Embiid will go off for two games um, due to the lack of size in the middle, and I like thighs, but. Uh, He's more of a small ball suited center, but he will give. Uh, I'm not disrespecting the la- Boston's lack of size like everyone else does. Robert Williams will have to come in there, but th- this is the thing I don't like about Boston. Embiid's elite as foul drawer, like you wonder, like how much when Embiid will basically try to foul out your whole front, uh, your your already thin front court and Thais is probably the most reliable of the big men. You put Enos Scanner on Joel Embiid. Enos Scanner is now, I wouldn't say he's a defensive liability. He's grown as a defender over the years, but I wouldn't still trust him guarding a dominant uh, second best center in the NBA in Joel Embiid. Robert Williams, athletically, he might be suited, but uh, the guy fouls way too many times. And he's just too relatively young. I would like to see him go at Embiid a little bit because size-wise, he might give the Celtics. And he's young and he's athletic. He can match up against Embiid somewhat in the post. But he, I just do think I don't think the dude is ready. But I would like to see what what the results of that are. So I do think the Sixers will be uh, Embiid will be good enough to steal two games. But I just don't think Simmons's impact will be really felt. And as much as everyone criticizes Simmons, you don't know he is the Sixers' best creator, right? A offensive creator. He has the most assists off of threes, despite the Sixers having.
having one of the best worst shooters in the worst shooting three point shooters in my mind in the league one of the worst sh- shooting overall worst shooting teams or three point shooting teams overall in the league so i do think that the celtic embiid be good enough to win them two games but i think the celtics wings will show up with simmons out and ben simmons out that's your best chance of stopping jason tatum is gone um so i do think the celtics will win it for two i'm going with the celtics in six so um so the next and final game of the scheduled dallas against the LA Dallas against LA the Mavs against the Clippers uh, it is the last game of the um, Monday slate it and uh, the season series the Mavs have literally domin uh, literally got dominated by the Clippers uh, okay so um so it's pretty much uh, what i think it is um so pretty much what i think it is it's the fact that uh, um let's go to the injury report here um wait guys so i'm going to go to usa today i want to see the gaming tips um so out for the mavs are so let's just see this los angeles clippers versus dallas mavericks out for the clippers are pretty much known it's all game time decisions game time decision for the mavs it's cristiano <sighs> out for the clippers no one but uh, game to out for the mavs are out for the mavs are courtney lee dwight powell and willy collie stein was jalen brunson like jalen brunson's out for the series right okay so uh, i do like but the i don't one reason i don't like for the one reason i don't like the series for the mavs uh, and let's get to game time decisions kristaps forcing his game time decision shamet montres harrell and beverly are the game time decisions for the mavs so getting to that let's get to dallas mavericks as los angeles clippers um betting lines so i do think and um, so these guys went with the Um, I do think this game will be close but I do think the Clippers will pull it out. So um I'm being I am going pro Clippers here. Clippers are going minus 6 and um th- and with the Mavs having having one of the most explosive offenses in the league, the most efficient offense in NBA history. I do think they're going to score a lot but uh man So um the Mavs I don't think they have a sleeper chance here because but I just do think that the the Mavs uh, offense they don't have a really good defense and outside of Dorian Finney-Smith no one can actually take on Kawhi Leonard for the course of the whole game for the Mavs So uh, since Mavs have one of the most explosive offenses in their league so um pretty much I do think that uh, they might go uh, over uh, 229 so it might be a high scoring affair i just like the clippers defense to pull it out and this is the first of the mass clippers game so we're going to see how the Ma- uh, clippers deal with luka as a whole um, because paul george and kawhi leonard one or two best uh, 
one of the uh, two of the best wing defenders in the league who can match up with Luka in size. So I do like the matchup for the Clippers. So I just do. I think the Clippers win the series like four two. Luka Doncic is a good enough player to at least get them two games. Uh, overall, I just like the Clippers depth. The the more options to go to. I like the Mavs too because they are one of the highest scoring benches in the league. But I just don't trust the defense a lot. Because they don't have a lot of options to go to on the wing. And wings are probably the most um, important positions in the league. And the Clippers have two creators on the wing. So I don't like going with 4-2. Because the Mavs, as far as even though they have a good bench, most of them don't know. Like, they don't create for themselves. I know the Clippers also don't. But they have Montrez Harrell to an extent can create. Lou Williams, a, a, a really good shot creator, man. One of a uh, very good scorer. So I'm going with the Clippers for two. And for my picks uh, for today, are the um, I'll just go back. So the Nuggets and the Jazz, I'm going with the Nuggets at a difference between like a 10 to 12. So as I was telling guys, um, for these games, my predictions are Jazz and Nuggets. I went Jazz, uh, Denver and I picked them to win it like between uh, 10 to 12 points. Nets and Toronto, I'm going with Toronto, um, win it by like 15 to 20 points. Sixers and Celtics and Mavs and Clippers, I'm going with the Clippers like a, uh, let's say a probably, um, what do I say? Probably, uh, no, same 5 to 10 points. So I've made my picks, Denver for the first game, Toronto for the second, Boston for the third and the Clippers for the fourth. And, um. This caps off the slate, and now we are um, one not 103 minutes to go. Uh, 103 minutes to playoff time. So I want to see how the intensity matches up as far as the playoff goes. So that's just to cap it off, guys. So you can y- y'all can follow me in uh, y'all can follow me on YouTube in the NBA Fan Crazy channel. Uh, uh, y'all can also follow me on the NBA, NBA, FanBuzz, the NBA Analysis Machine on YouTube. So this is the NBA Fan Crazy Podcast signing off. And I will do a predictions of tomorrow's games in another separate segment on this episode. So that's just me waiting off. Bye-bye, folks. Not bye-bye. Maybe see you, folks. So the playoffs are back, baby. But I just don't feel like I am. So what's up guys, your man NBA fan crazier and we're back on the pod with another segment and I and I personally want to apologize to y'all for not doing segments if I have if I had, uh, if I had predicted your favorite team winning and not telling this it's just a constraint on my schedule man so many things in and out so many naps so many uh, actual uh, watching uh, I took too many naps man I just feel too tired well, uh, those things happen, and also a very conflicting schedule, man. I also have to do. Uh, I'm trying to see what I can do expanding, but I just also have a uh, lot of things to read, a lot of novels, a lot of books online. Online, it's pretty good because I sometimes I got bored watching these. So look at the games where I didn't cover, didn't spread. I was doing a segment on that day, but my phone had hit a rock bottom. 
I wasn't able to recover and this is the first time uh, in a long time I can say my phone's been in pretty secure char uh, charge so um, to recap what games I didn't cover um, I was about to go for the bucks in the, ma in the magic bucks game one but the magic took that one um, Giannis got controlled in that game Wood, uh, oh whoa whoa yeah, you think Giannis got control because of because he didn't actually like though the stats are there they didn't have a real impact. And once again, guys, the Bucks are yeah, some people are saying Chris Middleton not do Chris Middleton not doing it again is the reason why the Bucks won't win. And they may be right because if Chris Middleton don't bring it in the playoffs, it's literally possibly the reason why Giannis might leave the Bucks. And possibly that may not happen. Because he's wanted to be a buck for life and bring himself the crown of the new jewel of of the pros of the foundation of the new era of bucks basketball. But either way, Magic Vucevic had a huge impact, and uh, Aaron Gordon was not there. So I'm just gonna be I'm not gonna be doing it into full effect. So um, Heat won. The, you know what? From now on, I'm gonna cover only the scores. So that I can get more time into my picks for today. Um, Matt Heat 113-101. Jimmy Butler went off for 28. TJ Warren in his playoff debut got 22. The Butler-Warren matchup is something that's been keyed a long time. But the Heat take a series leader one, uh, took a series leader 1-0 with the 113-101 win. And the Rockets, um, they you know they take a, a, a W against the Thunder. Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Dennis Schroeder only combined for 15 points, and and uh, the three of CP3, uh, Schroeder and Shea had a, a com combination of like 35 points. Bad thing is CP3 got 20 of those. Blazers with the Trail Blazers were shocker than night probably. We got um, over. Uh, it, this victory got a bit overstated because the Blazers got uh, Trailblazers got plummeled today by Anthony Davis. So let's not let's not get Damian Lillard put up. And I remember watching this on TNT and Brian Anderson was like, they don't have shooters. Like he made that like that, like that. This like saying they don't have great like weight guys. So I'ma just play it on YouTube. So um, maybe if you guys know, you might listen. Um, because that line was very iconic but uh, ultimately ignored because that line was the definition for me the game. So that So look at this guys. So I'm gonna bring you clo guys closer to this. Look at this. So um one sec before I do I will bring some modifications. Lakers can't have that much spacing. You know why? They don't have many three-point shooters. Like that! Oh, oh, like that! Oh, Damian Lillard! Call that. So look at that, guys, man. Brian Anderson's enthusiasm going from a Spurs. Like, uh, I don't want to bring up his history because he's he's done work. He's paid a lot of, paid off a lot of hard work, but he made one of my favorite calls till now in the playoffs from national TV because like look at this guys like he brings up on how 
the Lakers don't have shooters and he's like great shooters basically. See guys, that's what makes me like this game. The Trailblazers won this game bringing a um overstate overstatement into the eyes of um everyone pretty much. So um um Game two, the game two slate started with the Raptors taking a 104-99 win against the Nets. Toronto, um, they outscored the Nets 30-19 to in the end. And uh, the turnover at the end of the game and Norman Powell sealing the deal. I just don't remember watching the game a lot because I took a nap. Jazz, I was also asleep for that. Celtics, I was also asleep for that. Mavericks, Clippers, wait. I can't just say I'm asleep for that disrespect these teams. Jazz, like Jordan Clarkson, I heard jo- Mitchell, um, they, Mitchell played uh, uh, great and uh, um, Mitchell got his 30 points and Jordan Clarkson really impacted the game yesterday. Um, just saying, it's a great impact that uh, Jordan Clarkson is having. What the hell is this, guys? So wait, let me go to the game which I'm already seeing because this clearly doesn't work. There's some kind of voodoo to this. So um, Donovan Mitchell got 30, um, Jokic got 28, but some people but he didn't dominate the game. Um, MPJ, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. got 28, but nothing like screams to domination. Jamal Murray went back to sleep. He went. He went and took a nap because he um, he just got back from hibernation to score 36. He just said that uh, I expanded my power, so um, I'm gonna take some rest and uh, sleep for a playoff game. Huh. Donovan Mitchell brought it. Brought his A game. Scored more efficiently, 30 points. Jordan Clarkson. Huh. This dude played very well. He brought the other scoring points that Jazz needed. Jazz took the W124 to 105. The Celtics take out the Sixers 128-101. Um, Boston's bench stepped up this game, stepped up in this game very well. And with Gordon Hayward out, it seems very impressive with the Celtics. Like know that the they are the picking order. Uh, is clearly helped Tatum and Brown play very well together. And the Mavs tie the Clippers. The series 1-1 with the game yesterday. With this game, guys, it's pretty much um, trying um, making uh, people prove that the Mavericks would have won the game. if they, Maybe a different mentality change would have been in. But assuming nothing had changed... If Porzingis was done, nothing changes. Absolute wait. Nothing changes, okay, guys? Absolutely nothing changes. All, everything goes on well. Just Porzingis in there in game one. The Mavs would have been up to and all. And I know mentality definitely happened, man. You can't say you won't be impacted after loss. Just saying if Porzingis was in game one and everything else has gone like how it has... Well, the Mavericks would have been up to and all, and if if and for that fucking ass clown Kane Fizz, uh, uh, I'm not trying to swear this dude. What is Kane Fitzgerald doing? 
I don't want to go on air swearing a riff. I understand it's completely unacceptable. Sorry for uttering that. If Kane Fitzgerald hear this, I I deeply apologize. But you cannot make that call. You cannot. He is protecting his teammate, and you just team up and throw him out of the game. And what? You can say Paul George is punching there. What the fuck is wrong with the ref? Some people are like trying to form a convulsive theory that the. Um, NBA is rigging this so that the Clips and the Lakers trying to get into the Western Conference Finals with them already losing a lot of revenue. Well, that's one thing which has um, happened. Okay. So um So that's really one thing which my belief would have impacted the game yesterday. It's pretty it's pretty good that these people weren't allowed to officiate the game. 20th August the scores um heat 109 100 and as a heat fan i was i went back to bed after half time baby so um i after i that i woke up and i was glad to see that the heat won and they brought the a game as a heat fan it makes me very happy and i know that even though sabonis is gone it brings It made me a little bit calm to compensate for all the losing we did in the seeding seeding games, and we um, we lost. The, we went to the five seed, so I feel pretty good for myself right now. And I'm not trying to diss the pace. I know how hard it is to have your biggest offensive initiator. Like you can say Oladipo, but I don't think Oladipo is at his best right now. Well, like Sabonis out, that's pretty bad. Um, so um. I pretty much do think if Sabonis or the maybe the Pacers would have the um favor in the series predictions, but just makes me good feel good as a Heat fan even though they didn't have Sabonis and I feel pretty sorry for Pacers fans because like they don't have every year at least one guy goes out man. Oladipo went out last year, Sabonis went out this year, this year. Paul George was injured in his car. He took out the air. Um, Achilles or why I don't remember the injury. I'm pretty much a little bit lazy. Um, Thunder go down out two, and this one is pretty shocking because everyone, even I, I thought I, I thought OKC would be like they would jump out, but clearly it's not been the case. Um, the let's look at the stats. See how well the Shea Gilgis Alexander got thirty one. Lugans Dort had eight. Stephen Adams, Schroeder thirteen. So Shea was the best player out of the three tonight. He was the best player on the Thunder floor. James Harden brought it his A game, and the Rockets going with an eight man rotation, while the Thunder went with a ten man. Pretty much teams, even though in spite of the injury risk, they have shortened their rotations a lot. Um, I'll get to that a little bit later. Magic, uh, obviously, the Disney Magic's faded out of Orlando. They clearly seem like I don't think the I think the Bucks are gonna sweep all the games from now on. I just have no faith in the Magic. Sorry, Magic fans. I just I like Vucevic and Fournier a lot, though. Of the in spite of the somewhat defensive shortcomings, but uh, Bucks is just too strong, man. And the Blaze Trailblazers, who everyone is now shifted. Got blown out by the Lakers, and even worse news, they might not. They ha- might have a uh, uh, how many, uh, how much chance to win the series now? Yep, 
Zero. Zero. Damien Lillard. Um, what injury did Damien Lillard suffer again? I feel like it was a left uh, finger injury. So let me just go look at it. Dislocates left index finger and the x-ray is negative. And he will play in game 3. But we are yet to see how that impacts his game. So um, Anthony Davis dominated man. He, this dude came out to play. Uh, he was literally he was the best player on the floor tonight. So in terms of who do I have winning in today's games. I, I'll go Toronto winning this by at least like a close game again. Like um, 5 to 10 points. Denver favored to win. I'd go Denver too. Um, maybe you know what? Let's abdicate the points because I don't. I'm. I feel uncomfortable willing the points here. Maybe I'll give a bigger margin. Raptors or Nets. I'm taking Toronto. Um, like winning like a, by five to ten. The Raptors just a clear better team. They bring it on both ends of the night. And and one thing I saw is that they took all centers out of the game. They played a not three point guard lineup because. Everyone brings up this three-guard lineup that Thunder have, but um, one thing that no one brings up is that all three of them are true point guards. Because I've seen a lot of teams play three-guard lineups like that, because three-guard lineups are played sometimes, but three point guards on the floor is very unusual. So I give Denver... uh, uh, So Nuggets, Jazz, uh, I'll go Denver with like almost a 10-point win. I feel comfortable on knowing that Denver will bounce back because though they brought it out of the statue, the impact wasn't there. Like Jokic and M- uh, Michael and Porter, they got to bring bigger impact other than just stuffing the sheet. And, and that's very unusual for a player like Jokic because we always know him for the impact that he has, not the fact that this dude... But in this game, he was like... Uh, I'm not saying he's trying to be like that. It's just that the team didn't play well and uh, sometimes he gets faulted for it. It was a team-wise bad performance for Denver and mostly can be uh, most of that can be attributed to Jamal Murray. So I do think that I like the Nuggets bouncing back in this one. Philly and Boston. I, I like Philadelphia, but Boston's winning this one. Uh, they won last game by like uh, 27 points, 128, 101. So, I like the Celtics to win this, but like uh, 10, uh, I think it will be a close game. The margin of this will be within 10 points. And you might say, why why NBA fan crazy is not confident in the Sixers? Well, guess what? Let me tell you why. As much as I um, somewhat dislike Boston, I still like their chances more than Philly. And I don't think Embiid can bring it. And here's the thing about Embiid. We always criticize Embiid for not bringing his best on the floor every day and night. So that, like, if this dude exerts effort, he might just be one of the best players in the NBA. He is one, I wouldn't say he's among that, but he's a top 20 player. But it's only, but one thing I've noticed about Embiid, this dude is somewhat pretty lazy. And I do understand the injury issues, but when he's on the floor, I feel like he's somewhat lazy, like... He brings it when he wants to, but when he flips that switch, it's almost un- unguardable one-on-one. But, I will say, Philadelphia lost his best defender in Ben Simmons. 
and you know what ben simmons could do something joel embiid can which is switch on to the perimeter perimeter yeah perimeter so ben simmons would have been useful like because say ben simmons uh, um tatum had trouble against simmons and with a dpoa candidate like him i just think that i would have went with philly um, maybe in the first round i had a thing i thought celtics would win this in like 6 or 7 even with simmons in there because they're just the superior team and philly's talent just don't seem to fit so i thought this game i think the margin will be less than 10 because ben simmons would have helped guarding one of the celtics elite wings in tatum brown or hayward now that hayward's out it's almost all on tatum brown and kemba to bring it clippers and mavs the clippers are favorites to win this but uh, you know what i will take the mavs here but you know what uh, everyone's been predicating that the fact that the clippers will be able to win the series pretty easily or the fact that the clippers have more guys to throw at luka where's where's uh, where are those incredible defenders and don't give me the pat beverly didn't play okay he laughed at dame cuz what uh, they are the clippers and you were uh, literally uh, not the biggest factor on the team like patrick beverly is ego uh, i appreciate his, uh, his joy and the way he plays the game but no so i do think that the mavericks will win it and i'm going with a shocker here because i just like the way dallas is carrying the momentum into this game and we all know how momentum can change because the trailblazers came into the game with a lot of momentum they just got swept out of the way by the lakers but dallas look at this dallas um the thing with this is luka getting into foul trouble in the second game the mavericks bench clearly stepped up matter of fact you know what let me go look at the stat sheet right here which is right here in front of me in my hands so um so as per what i see let's go to the stat sheet so looking at this luka 28 8 and 7 kawai 35 10 and 2 kleber got kleber kleber got his 10 rebounds kawai 10 rebounds Luka with 7 assists, Lou with 7 assists. The Mavericks were um, incredible from the three-point line. 44% and they're the second team, they're the second highest team in the NBA to take more, uh, to take lesser two-pointers, the least two-pointers in the NBA. One is Houston and the third is my most favorite team, the, my favorite team, the team I'm gunning for, the Miami Heat. So, um, The Mavericks played really well in this game. Kawhi brought his A game, but um and uh, playoff uh, no player uh, no Paul George came back. You can call this game but you can call Paul George based, based on this game. George Paul playoff P or maybe even some uh, good nickname that could be floating out here in this bubble. Pandemic P. Pandemic P. Paul George has to to Kawhi Leonard why Kawhi picked him like he could have went with more better players like, like they could have had the same depth you could have put uh, let's say Paul George has to prove why Kawhi picked him man. he has to prove why Kawhi wanted uh, him as the second player second star on his team zero points in the first half 14 
but this game I just don't like it. I just don't. Ah, shit. And I just don't like this game, man. Like Mavericks played really well. Uh, Trey Burke. Uh, wait, let's see how many points the Mavs bench had. So, um, so the supporting cast played really well. Tim Hardaway Jr. He is the third option on the team. And uh, don't get me wrong, Tim Hardaway Jr. is the other only other guy I would like getting the bucket outside of. Doncic and Porzingis, so that gives me one. Trey Burke played really well. Uh, Boban played well. Boban's there. Boban. So Marjanovic, uh, I like the way he took advantage of the inside, the interior. Like just feed him inside. Feed the big guy. So the Mavs bench had. Uh, let me just count. So forty-seven bench points. Okay, the Mavs bench is clearly one of the better benches in the league. But they, even if they shorten their rotations, you could get the same kind of production. Because not a, all players bring the same production. Not a contribution from all. Like, if you go tight into the playoffs and rotations shorten, you can have those guys who can sum up to those 40 points. So, this gives me good vibes. Uh, does the... Fan, so I this is why I think Dallas would win. So, this uh, I'll just tell Toronto in my pick for the first game Denver, Philadelphia, and Dallas to win the games tonight. And I might feel like I'm doubting uh, the Clippers a lot, but I just uh, look at this guys, I just don't like the way the Clippers are playing right now. I, I like the Lakers because uh, they had the confidence and it's not like they needed refs to bait them out. But they, they won the game purely on their own terms. But uh, Luka and uh, Porzingis, um, they proved why if they were there in game one, they could have won. Maybe it was a different story. So coming up guys, you can follow me on YouTube on the NBA Fan Crazy channel and the Fan Buzz the NBA Analysis Machine. You can also follow me on the NBA Fan Crazy Podcast right here on Anchor. And I want to apologize to you guys once again. Apologize to you guys once again for not doing the segments. And if I've ever made your team feel unappreciated. So maybe the next time I come back, maybe I'll do the the game, uh, the games, uh, predictions of the games tomorrow. So you can follow this podcast right here on Anchor. And this is the NBA Fan Crazy Podcast signing off.